From the capital city, I'm Kevin Allen. Alaska officials have canceled the fall Bristol Bay Red King crab harvest and for the first time have also scrapped the winter harvest of smaller snow crab. The Seattle Times reports the move is a double whammy to a fleet from Alaska, Washington, and Oregon chasing Bering Sea crab in harvests that in 2016 grossed $280 million. The closures reflect conservation concerns about both crab species in the aftermath of bleak summer population surveys. The decisions to shut down the snow crab and fall king crab harvests came after days of discussions by Alaska Department of Fish and Game biologists and senior agency officials who faced crabbers' pleas for at least small fisheries. We spoke with the Southeast Alaska Land Trust regarding their recent acquisition of wetlands on North Douglas Island at Hendrickson Point. The trust said that the acquisition of this property expands upon three already established conservation areas in that area to preserve an important wildlife corridor. Conservation Director Krista Garrett. Since about 1995, the Land Trust has been working to conserve parcels along the outer edge of the state game refuge. And this is one of those parcels that's got shoreline that's, that's a part of the refuge. And we see the refuge as kind of the heart of Juneau. It's such a, a beautiful, you know, vista as you're landing on in the, at the airport. And it offers great recreation for hunters and walkers. And it's also amazing wildlife habitat as, as an estuary. And so protecting these upland parcels or parcels within the, the wetlands area around the edges of the refuge kind of helps protect the continuity of that habitat and that recreation area. Garrett spoke to the protections the area now has under the trust's ownership. As a land trust, it's our mission to conserve property forever. And so when we um, endeavor to, to conserve a property, whether it's through a conservation easement with a private landowner or like this newest acquisition, a parcel that the land trust is going to own, we commit to protecting that forever. And so we have set aside funds in order to maintain and monitor that property and, and ensure it remains in its current undeveloped um, condition for all of time. The property provides habitat for deer, black bear, and species of native and migratory birds. Last month, the USDA Forest Service and Kootsnuwu Incorporated announced a cooperative effort to continue the development of the Angoon Hydroelectric Project. The project plans to supply all power needs for the city of Angoon by meeting the community's power needs. The hydroelectric project will regulate the existing diesel power plant to an emergency backup system. According to a release, this will displace about 120,000 gallons of diesel fuel for electric generation and has the potential to displace an additional 130,000 gallons of heating fuel annually. Further, they said the hydroelectric project supports federal climate change initiatives by avoiding the release of 2,800 tons of CO2 annually. The Alaska Native Village Corporation Huna Totem broke ground Monday on an $80 million infrastructure project that will bring a second docking facility to the gateway of Prince William Sound, Whittier. The privately funded project is being advanced through a partnership between Norwegian Cruise Line and Huna Totem. We're really excited about finding the light at the end of the tunnel. Of course, Whittier is known for the 
two and a half mile uh, tunnel that connects it to the gateway really to the interior. And that really is what drives us to look at developing a port in Alaska as part of our Alaska Native Tourism Network. It's being able to connect guests from southeast and then up north and into the interior. That was Hunatotum's Mickey Richardson, who spoke to the groundbreaking. The new Hunatotum development in Whittier is our first anchor tenant there is Norwegian Cruise Line and Norwegian Cruise Line Brands, which would include Oceania. And so we're excited to have them coming to uh, Whittier as we begin to open in 2024. The infrastructure project will include a cruise ship terminal and facilities for rail and bus service with opportunities for retail, dining, and a cultural center. We had the groundbreaking ceremony in Whittier, but they've already started to prepare the pad for the first phase of the development, which includes the double berth as well as the train depot terminal building that's 30,000 square feet and also includes a platform for rail cars so that guests can walk directly off the platform and into the into the, the rail cars. And we're really excited about the way that the whole entire site flows and connects through the rail belt and out through the tunnel and up north into Anchorage or down south into Seward. Whittier is a community of less than 300 year-round residents. Richardson said the community is known for glacier and wildlife day cruises and fishing. The community currently receives Princess and Holland America cruise ships. More than $100 million in grants have been announced by the federal government as part of a major effort to close the digital divide in parts of rural Alaska. The Anchorage Daily News reports the projects will be an improvement on an existing system that includes a series of microwave transmitters with limited data transmission and vulnerability to bad weather. The grants include $73 million for a partnership between the Alaska Native Village Corporation for Bethel and telecommunications company GCI. Funding from last year's federal infrastructure bill and other sources have been lauded by political leaders and officials with Alaska Native organizations and telecommunication companies as providing a unique opportunity to improve telecommunications in many parts of Alaska. Alaska Republican Governor Mike Dunleavy leads his challengers in fundraising for the latest reporting period ahead of the November 8th general election. His campaign reported about 600000 in contributions between August 7th and October 7th, with nearly $920,000 available at the end of the reporting period. Democrat Les Gara's campaign reported about 400000 in contributions, with nearly $520,000 available. Independent Bill Walker's campaign reported nearly 460000 in contributions, with about 470000 available. Republican Charlie Pierce's campaign reported less than 8000 in contributions and about $6,100 on hand. Two domestic poultry flocks in the Matanuska Susitna borough have been confirmed to have highly pathogenic avian influenza. One flock was a backyard chicken flock and the other was a mix of poultry species. There have been a total of four backyard flocks and over 570 wild bird detections statewide this year. The office said that as wild birds are now migrating south, there is an increased risk of domestic poultry being exposed to avian influenza.
They advise flock owners to maintain separation between wild birds and their flocks. Ecla Mining Company announced its preliminary production results for the third quarter of this year. Ecla Mining operates mines in Alaska, Idaho, Quebec, and is developing a mine in the Yukon. At the Greens Creek Mine, the mill operated at an average of 2,500 tons per day. They set a throughput record and an increase of 10% over the prior quarter. Silver production was 2.5 million ounces, an increase of 2% over the last quarter. Gold production was 11,412 ounces, 8% lower than the second quarter of this year due to lower grades. Zinc and lead grades declined 13% and 19% respectively due to sequencing and heading availability. Juno Downtown Business Association has a new downtown director. She's Gina Morris and was on Action Line. The ambassador program is something that we have relaunched and revamped this year and will grow substantially next year as well. Um, these are locals that are greeting everybody that comes off the ships with a smile, giving them the, our maps, and specifically giving these directions and recommendations to create a wonderful environment of joyful Juno. She talked about the association's ambassador program. What is special about Juno and communicating that message in an effective way helps bring more business in the future, return visitors, or perhaps expands what they plan to do when they're here. It helps to support the small businesses that are making a living in the downtown area right on the docks and their collaboration with the cruise industry and the folks that are coming in on those boats is vital to the health of the downtown area. And highlighted the importance of visitation to Juno. I've been in the small business support business for the better part of 20 years now. I worked for the Pacific Northwest College of Art, Oregon College of Art and Craft, teaching business to artists. My background is actually in the arts, and I really am passionate about supporting small businesses. And I've organized a neighborhood association very similar to some of the goals that the DBA has in Portland. So I'm hoping to bring that unique skill set to this position. Downtown Business Association Downtown Director Gina Morris. Students at the University of Alaska Southeast have been collecting seaweed for lo local gardens as part of an educational effort to learn about mariculture. Fifteen UAS students enrolled in the course Ecology of Southeast Alaska worked with an associate professor from UAF to learn about the benefits of seaweed in agriculture horticulture contexts and other uses and then disperses to area beaches to collect seaweed for donation to Juna area community gardens. The group performed 76 service hours and delivered 10 cubic yards or 2.8 tons of seaweed to four community gardens. Clinkin and Haida Head Start, Juno Clinkin and Haida Community Council, Thunder Mountain High School, and the Juno Community Garden. The National Weather Service issued a flood watch for much of southeast, including Juneau. The watch will remain in effect from this afternoon until Friday night. The service said an atmospheric river will move over the Gulf of Alaska and into the Panhandle for the latter half of this week. They said it will bring periods of moderate to heavy rain as the moisture bands move over the Panhandle. Rivers and streams will respond with rises likely exceeding their banks, the service said. Meanwhile, CBJ Docks and Harbors request all boat owners to check your vessels to make sure mooring lines are secure, pumps are working correctly, and the boat is not accumulating rainwater. 
Are you getting the right kind of credit for the job you do? ABC's Derry Albinger. In this gig economy, there are more classifications of workers than ever before. Consultants, contractors, contributors, casuals, freelancers, and of course, employees, full and part-time. So which one are you? And are you sure about it? The Labor Department says many companies are getting it wrong that thousands of workers who are classified as, say, contractors really should be employees based on things like the number of hours they work. That would put them in line for benefits like pay raises and health care. Daria Albinger, ABC News. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. For News of the North, this is Kevin Allen.